Fantastic. Well, isn't worship so amazing? The words that we sing and those positive declarations that we are singing about Jesus. And that's part of my message today. And I don't know about you, but I had a bit of a hard time with this message. So I don't know why God was like downloading it to me. And he actually, do you know where he downloaded it to me? It's so funny. Amongst the most noise that you could ever have. My daughter loves to do rollerblading. She loves it, and she actually plays in the local roller hockey team. And it's been really great for her because she's a kid that's outside the box because I'm outside the box, and it runs in our DNA. I can't be put in a box, so I refuse, and she's the same. And do you know, for the first time this year since she's joined the team, I have found her just believe for greater things. So it's just been amazing for her. And so I was there on Friday, and there was like probably a hundred kids screaming, yelling, and God, you know, it doesn't matter where you are, the presence of the Lord can touch you anywhere. And he just started to download to me, this is what I want you to speak, and I'm going, really? So we're just going to ask the Lord for his help, and we're going to break some chains this morning. Yes, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, that you have anointed me. It's not about anything but that you qualify us so we can just stand and believe for great things here this morning. And it is your words that we are going to share this morning. And we just thank you because the devil is under our feet. He is defeated. He has no hold over us. And we do not live by fear, but we live by a sound mind. Thank you, Jesus, you are a good God and that you are a miracle God and that we are also believing this morning for signs and wonders because the Apostle Paul said that he preached a full gospel with signs and wonders. So, Father, we just declare signs and wonders here this morning, Father, because you are a mighty God and it is only through you can these ever be done. So we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Wonderful. Well, I'm actually going to do a little bit of reading, and um, I've been thinking about breaking chains this morning and also God's presence, the power of worship. So we're going to look at Mark chapter 5, and I'm going to read it. I need glasses now, isn't it? I wonder if I could actually... Oh, it's a bit blurry. No, I better not. All right. It's coming up. Brilliant. All right, I'm going to read 20 verses to you, so you're not going to fall asleep. You're going to be right there on every word. Chapter 5, they went across the lake. That's Jesus and his disciples. So they went across the lake to the region of the Gerasenes. I hope I said that right. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an evil spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore not even with chains, for he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day, among the tombs and in the mountains or hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and worshipped him or fell on his knees, but he worshipped him. And he shouted at the top of his voice, what do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? Swear to God that you won't torture me, for Jesus has said to him, come out of this man, you evil spirit. 
Then Jesus asked him, what is your name? And he said, my name is Legion. He replied, for we are many. And he begged Jesus again not to send them out of the area. And a large herd of pigs was feeding on the nearby hillside. The demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs. Allow us to go into them. He gave them permission and the evil spirits came out and went into the pigs. The herd, about 2,000 in number, rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. Those tending the pigs ran off and reported this in the town and countryside. And the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed, past tense, by the legion of demons, sitting there, dressed, and in his right mind. And they were just so ecstatic. Nah, they were actually afraid. Interesting, isn't it? Those who had seen it told the people what had happened to the demon-possessed man and told about the pigs as well. Then the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. Jesus did not let him but said, Go home, tell your family, and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away, and he began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And all the people were amazed. So this is what the Lord downloaded to me at rollerblading. Honestly, I'm like, whoa, okay. So here we have a story of a desperate, broken person. Desperately broken. It says that he was often in the hills and he'd be in the tombs, which is a cemetery. So he was sometimes high and then he would be low. And that's what people are like in our community today. They're restless. They're sometimes on a high and then they come crashing down. And this man, he lived in a cemetery. So I want to tell you that he lived among dead people. There was deadness all around him. And that is what our community is like. They really walk, without Jesus in their life, they are walking dead people. People who need chains broken from them. They need to be set free. They need life. And it's so amazing that this man here, he saw Jesus... And he wanted a touch from Jesus. And there is power in worship. Do you know that when we praise Jesus, something amazing happens. Praise is so powerful. It says that God seeks worshipers. Now, I want you to think about this. He is God who is an amazing creator of the world. He is all-powerful. He's all-present. There's nothing that he can't do, but he's seeking worshipers. What is so important about worship that God is seeking worshipers? And I want to tell you that when you worship Jesus, chains get broken. Because the focus isn't about us anymore. It's about him. And only Jesus has the power to break chains. He is the one that can touch people. And I think it's so amazing that way back in the beginning, do you know that the devil led the praises in heaven? And he's after our worship. He doesn't want us to praise Jesus because he doesn't want you to get breakthrough in your life. And the thing about the devil right there in the beginning was, 
He was actually an amazing creature that was made by God. And I'm going to share about that later. He led the praises. But he led the praises and he became proud. He wanted people to praise him instead of God. His focus became him. And God said, uh-uh. And so what he did was he took the devil and he removed him. And he replaced him with something else. And that something else is you and I. And so when you praise your Father in heaven, when you praise Jesus, it really does the enemy's head in because he sees who he was and he was made very beautiful. I'm going to read that later. And God has replaced him with creatures of dust. And this really annoys him. And I just think it's amazing, and as I shared a few weeks ago, that the Father, the creator of the universe, chooses to use people who are created by dust, that he is not afraid, our heavenly Father is not afraid to work with things that get dirty. He is not afraid to heal a demon-possessed man. He is not afraid to work with people who have such stuff and baggage in their lives, who've got dirt in their lives. And he just says, I can use that person. Nothing is too hard for me. And you know, right there in the beginning, when God created everything, he spoke to it. And I've mentioned this before. He spoke things into being. But do you know when he actually created you and I and he made Adam... He touched him. The only creation that he ever touched. And God wants to touch you and I this morning and break some chains here this morning and set you free. The power of God in your lives, when you start to praise and worship him, no matter the circumstance that you are going through, chains can be broken and people can be set free. And we're believing for a harvest this morning, and a harvest can get dirty. You can get a sweat up. I tell you what, my husband used to do hay. He used to work hard out with his brother, loading hundreds. He used to past tense. He's got a bit of a puku on now, so I don't know if he could manage it. But <laughs> And he worked hard. And I tell you what, you get dirty, you get dusty, you sneeze, you get Boogies, it's just everything coming on and you get muscles. But we are getting people that are going to come in who've got, who have got dirt with them and we're going to see them set three free as they are touched by the power of God. That's why when we come in here, the atmosphere changes when we start to praise and worship our glorious Father. Hey, Andrew, I love it. We are just declaring praises because it's not about me anymore. And it never actually was. I'm just included in him. But it's about Jesus. And Jesus is the one that will touch people and set them free. And I want to see people clothed and in the right mind like this guy here. Isn't that wonderful? People are restless. This man, he was everywhere. He was up. He was down. Living amongst dead people. But he just ran. And he worshipped Jesus. And because he worshipped Jesus, he knew it wasn't about him. His eyes were on Jesus. He saw him and he went, I've had enough of this life. He'd been rejected by community. 
the community would come and they'd try and chain him and he'd break free and then they'd chain him again. He'd his hands chained. Do you, you know, have you ever felt like that? And it's not till you come to Jesus do you realize you feel like you've been bound by something. And it's not until you come to Jesus do you realize, wow. I remember before I came to Jesus, I just, I was a bit of a um, bad girl at, at times. And I, I just loved the old cigarettes. Eh? I smoked and I smoked and I smoked and I just couldn't stop. And I remember it wasn't until I, got, I received Jesus and then I got baptized. And I remember thinking, oh, I actually haven't had a cigarette. The desire just went. That, the, the addictions that, that bind us can be broken free when you just say, I'm all out, I'm going to follow Jesus. So the focus in worship is all about him. Every time we worship our heavenly father, the devil is reminded that creatures of dust and dirt uh, can break chains through the power of God. Isn't it amazing that we get to praise our heavenly father, his most prized possession he made out of dust. It's wonderful. And I know Ian mentioned, uh, he was sharing a couple of weeks back, and he said our harvest is not going to be robbed. We're not going to let our harvest get robbed here at Excite. It belongs to God, and it belongs to us. The enemy's too busy trying to rob, but the community need to come into an atmosphere of praise and worship, and that is what will change them. That is what will touch them so much. So here we see this guy. He comes and he says, night and day he was among the tombs. He would cry out and he would cut himself with stones. And this really got to me, this part. I thought about it, cutting himself with stones. Do you know that in the day and age that we are living with, the enemy is telling people God's prized positions that they are not beautiful, they are ugly, they won't come to anything, and they don't feel beautiful. They think, why would anyone like me? And they start to cut themselves. And it is a big problem in our society because they have been listening to the devil and the enemy for too long. And I was thinking, why is it so, and particularly in women, that this thing happens? And I actually got to thinking about this. Where is my, here we go. In Ezekiel, it mentions here, God actually wants to give us into some insight. And he talks about the devil way back in the beginning there. He says, he was the model of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. He was put in the garden of Eden, the garden of God, and he had every precious stone adorned around him. So he was quite beautiful to look at. But it says this, your heart became proud on account of your beauty and you corrupted your wisdom because of your splendor. And as I got thinking about this, do you know the one thing that the devil is jealous about is how beautiful that you guys are. You are just so beautiful that God, you, the very creator of it all, said, wow, you are so beautiful. You are very good. When he made you and I, Everything else was good, but it was very good when it came to you and I. And the devil wants to whisper in your ear and say, 
You're not beautiful. Who would ever want to? Who would ever like you? And he's jealous. And the particular reason that he targets women, and you know, women are so particular about looking beautiful, aren't we? We stand in the mirror and the makeup comes on and everything comes on and we need our reinforcement. It's like, yes, go for it. Because what do women bring into the world? Life. He wants to attack everything that is to do with life. He wants to rob us of joy and life. And it's just interesting because he took, um, he felt it was so um, beautiful and he just hates God's creation. But I want to tell you that we can see things broken through the power of praise this morning. No more cutting, no more ugly. You are an overcomer. You are victorious. You are beautiful because you are made by your creator in heaven. And if God can use dirt and make something beautiful out of it, wow, there's no stopping us eh? in Christ Jesus. It is so wonderful. Yes, okay, I have said that. Wonderful. So worship breaks chains. This man, his chains were broken, they were gone, and he was set free. And I was just reading Joel Osteen's devotion this week, and I got a lot of blessing about it. Do you know we, last month we had our series, Chosen? In the verse, First Peter 2, verse 9, I read this out when I think I spoke, but it says, You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. So not only are you special, special but you are a royal priesthood. Now, in the Old Testament... There was distinctions. There was kings and there was priests. Never the two together. But here, we are a royal priesthood. So that's an even greater and a double on you people right here. We are kings and priests. So that means we have a double portion of speaking power because as kings, Ecclesiastes 8 and 4 says, where the word of a king is, there is power. So as a king, as you speak out, words of life over your situation, there is power in that. And as a royalty, a, pr a prince or a princess in God's kingdom, it says, by the word of every controversy and every assault, it shall be settled. Do you know that the enemy wants to assault us and take us out? And this week we had an interesting thing. We've had as I mentioned a while ago, we've had quite a challenging year, even in our business this year, in all sorts of ways. And just this last week, we even had a guy who spoke to probably members of our, our field team, but even to Paul, and he, he was just abusive. He was on saying, I'm going to burn your highs, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and, and swearing and carrying on. And then Paul, he got to work, and he said, with Carmel and another uh, staff member, he said, we're going to make a stand against us. We're not going to take this on board. Every weapon that is formed against us, we shall condemn. And every word that comes against us, we shall condemn. And he took authority over it. He condemned it, and he spoke words of life into that situation. And... There was a phone call 
and it was this guy. And he phoned up and he said, oh, I really don't want you to take the hives away. And he was as like a lamb. He'd gone from being this horrible monster to being so nice and as calm as. It was just amazing the difference when we take authority over a situation. It is just so amazing. Yeah, it's wonderful, eh? And I love it when this man comes to Jesus, this demon-possessed man who had so many problems and issues, you'll agree. Jesus didn't say, let's talk about your issues. He'd have been there forever and a day with this guy because his name was Legion. And in the Roman army, do you know um, how many soldiers were in a Legion? You could get up to 5,000 or more. But it says about 5,000 when I looked at this. And so that means that this man had uh, maybe at least 5,000 or more or less like devils, demons in him. He had baggage like baggage upon baggage. And Jesus didn't say, let's talk about your issues. Do you know what? People don't want actually need us to talk about their issues when they come in. Do you know what they need? They need worship, praise, Jesus. And, that, and they need a touch from Jesus because here is the place where they will get a touch from God. As we sing those songs and as we worship Jesus, and it's not just about singing, I was worshiping Jesus as I was getting this message at rollerblading. It was awesome. With all the noise and all the mayhem of kids screaming and loudness, I was just having a wonderful time with Jesus. He's just so good, I can tell you. He is so good. And I want to share with you the amazing thing about this story is directly before this, there was another miracle. So before Jesus gets in this boat, it says... um, and uh, Mark here, sorry, that he gets into the boat. Lost my place now. Mark chapter 3. When he gets into this boat, do you know that was when there was a storm? The devil wants to try and bring storms around us, doesn't he? Mark chapter 3. It says um, they went across the lake. So before he got to this place, there was a big storm that came. And there Jesus was with his disciples. And they were afraid. And that's when Jesus was asleep. Do you know the devil always wants to try and drown your miracle? He was trying to drown what God was going to do with this and set this guy free. And I find it interesting that Jesus got in the boat, he went over, he met this guy, he set him free, he was asked to leave, he leaves in the boat. Do you know he only did one miracle that day, that he went out of his way for that one person? We don't read of another one. That tells me that you could be the only one person in the whole of New Zealand. Jesus is after you, he'll come for you, because you are amazing and special, and no, not Any amount of baggage or what you're going through is too hard for him. He will come after you. He will speak life into your situation. And he'll say, just focus on me. Don't worry about what's gone in the past. That's that's out of the way. 
Let's focus on here, now, and forward from this day. And this man, he was set free. I love it. And Jesus just gets up in the midst of that storm and he declares peace. Are you facing trouble here this morning? Have you been going through a lot of stuff in your life and you just think, what is going on? Do you know that you can have peace through your storms because Jesus is with you? We've had a really challenging time, as I said, with our business and our honey. Very challenging. Probably one of our most challenging years we've ever had, I think. One of them anyway, yeah, with all sorts of areas. And you know, the biggest thing is, though, that Jesus has just given us a peace through it all. And I said to Paul, and I know Paul felt this too, I said, do you know God's, God's got it? He's got it. Everything's going to be fine. And I said, even though we haven't sold any honey, we are going to sell honey because that's what I see. And God is always victorious. And we, and I said, I'm going to pray that God will open up the windows of heaven and pour out his blessing that we will hardly be able to contain it. Like Malachi said, do you know we're getting so many orders of honey that we can hardly contain it? Because it's just gone from nothing to an abundance. God is such a faithful father. I just love him. He is so amazing. Your miracle is coming. So if you're in a storm, do you know what the key is? Worship him. Worship him. And you'll get your peace as you get your eyes on Jesus and off of the storm and the troubles around. Have you got someone that's annoying you in your workplace? Worship Jesus. Thank you, Lord. They're annoying, but you can sort them. If God can sort a demon-possessed man with thousands of demons, he's going to take care of that annoying person. Just interesting. Sorry, I could say you could pray them out. There's power in prayer, eh? <laughs> I don't know. I was at a wedding yesterday. It was really cool. One of um, Paul's staff members was married yesterday, and it was quite funny because he just started to talk to me and he said um, I've had a pro he said I met his brother for the first time he's a South African chap and he said um, do you know he has this his brother has been in this country for eight seven or eight years and he has every year applied to get residency and he has been refused every time every time they say yep it's coming the goalposts have changed he said and this is on his wedding day. He's just opening up and sharing, you know. And, and he said, it's just so hard. And I went, and he said, it's just too hard. They changed the goalposts. And I said, so why are you accepting it? I said, you're accepting it because you say it's hard. I said, what's his name? And he told me. And I said, well, in heaven, it's a done deal. Did you know that? He will get his residency. I said, give me his name, and I will pray for you, and I'm going to agree with you. He's got his residency. Nothing is too hard for God. doesn't matter what you need in life. Nothing. No matter what comes against you or what the devil tries to fling at you, it's a done deal in heaven. You just start worshiping the Lord. Focus on Jesus and everything else. The chains will break away like this man here. Wonderful. So Jesus asked his name, and he said it's legion. But you know, that's not what he was known by. Once his chains were broken, I love it because he goes, people start to notice and they get freaked out. 
People get freaked out by the power of God sometimes. Have you ever noticed that? I love it. I love it. Oh, so cool. I just think it's so cool. I actually, um, yeah, I just love it. I love to pray things that will really freak people out. <laughs> Don't be boring and pray boring prayers, honestly. It's like, go big. Go out there. Just get out the box. Pray big. Freak people out. It's nice. I love it. These guys were like, whoa, this is scary. He's, do you know, it's so funny that when he was bound and all over the place and when he was crying out and cutting himself, people went freaked. But as soon as this man was sitting and clothed and had his right mind, people were freaked. I like that. I'm going to, I just, he, we're going to, we're just going to freak people out here as they come in and excite we're going to see chains broken and people that are clothed. Because you know what that means, though? That tells me that he was unclothed. And you know the devil wants to shame people. He wants to shame them into their past so that everything's naked and, they, and, and they're gossiped about. And, oh, do you know what he did? He's legion. He's done this. He's been in the tombs. He was around dead people. People want to be shamed you. They want to just really shame you about your past but it was amazing he was clothed and you know for the first time in his life he was at rest because it said he was sitting for the first time ever he was able to just do this and listen to God because when you come to Jesus you will actually be able to rest you'll be able to focus You'll be able to make wise decisions. Isn't that amazing? So if you want a load of good wisdom, ask your heavenly father. It says if anyone lacks wisdom, ask him. I mean, a lot of us like wisdom, but we can get a lot of wisdom but from our heavenly father. And this man here, he was seated, he was clothed, and in his right mind. Our community needs to rest, they need to be clothed with garments of acceptance and honor. You know, the devil wants to shame them and unclothe them, expose everything to the whole world. He wants to talk about all the stuff they've done, but God's not having a bar of that. He said, no one's going to mess with my creatures. They're amazing. And I'm going to make them rest. I'm going to clothe them. And they're going to think straight. They're going to make wise decisions. And you can make wise decisions even when you're in a storm. The disciples thought, don't you care that we perish? That's what they accused Jesus of. The very creator, the one who spoke things into being. They said, don't you care? He cares all right. That's why Jesus came. He cares so much for you that he sent heaven's very best for you. He cares so much that you are resting in him, that you are clothed and in your right mind. It's wonderful. I love it. My husband is in his right mind. It's so awesome. It got better after I married him, I have to say, because the wisest decision he ever made was marrying me. You know why I can say that? Because it says, he that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor of the Lord. So do you know that marriage is a great favor, that a wife is actually a blessing to a man. 
because men actually need a wife. I'll say no more <laughs> in case I get into trouble. And that they only have half the wisdom and then they have a double portion of wisdom because we make it up. Yeah. All good. I will say no more because I might get into trouble. Awesome. So Jesus said, let there be peace. He didn't need to yell in the storm. He just stood up and went, peace. And just like he was sleeping in a storm, you could, that means he was resting. You can actually rest through your storm, through the troubles in life. And you can just see, by the power of worship and praise, see amazing things happen in your life and be set free. So I'm going to ask my music team to come up. And I just want to say to you that this man wanted to spend time with Jesus. Do you know that it's never recorded that he saw him face to face? Jesus had a chat. It says that he never, he maybe never saw Jesus ever, ever in his life again, visibly with his eyes, but he had his presence. He'd had that touch. And that's what's so important. Just way back in the beginning, we were the only creation that God created that ever was touched by him. And it's the touch from God that will change people. And that man was so changed that it did freak people out. And Jesus said to him, well, actually, I don't want you to come with me because you've got something to share that's so amazing. By your life, people will actually believe in me. And it says they were amazed because he says, go home, tell your family because the biggest people that you're going to affect more than anything is your family. That's your first mission field, church. Don't worry about going to Africa and wherever else until you reach your family. They're your first mission field. So I believe for your family because God is into saving families, not the ones in the twos. He's into saving families. He wants everyone in your home saved, in your family you know, Paul and I agreed when we had children that all of them are going to follow God. All of them. And all of them do. Even Evangeline, my little messenger of good news, she follows God. And she's had a lot against her. She was born the day we started church. She's had a lot of things against her because she's out the box. I even had some women that suggest she might have a demon in her because she's out the box. And I went, uh-uh, no, my girl. I said, Evangeline, you are amazing. You are victorious. You've got good news to share. And I said, God actually chose your name. He's given you a new name. And it's Evangeline Messenger of Good News. And she speaks it out. She actually speaks out life. She prophesies over people. And she's only 10, like she did with Harmony. She does it with, Linda tells me, a lot of people. And I, I, and I did ask her, why do you do that? And she says, because people need to hear good news. And this man here, he had such good news to share to his family, to his friends, and they became changed. And I want every head bowed because this is the time where you get to receive Jesus as Lord of your life. Or you might be going through stuff in your life too where you say, I need set free. I feel like I've been bound for too long. I feel like I've been chained for too long. And I need that touch from God. And God wants to touch you here this morning. He just wants to bless you with life. 
And he says, the past is gone. And if you want to touch from God, you say, I just need Jesus. I want my focus. I want to just start to praise Jesus through every situation that I've been through in life. I'm just going to choose from this day forward to praise and worship Jesus. So if you would love to receive Jesus as Lord of your life, I am going to agree with you that this is your time. It's not about the person next to you. Jesus is about you. He's after you. And he'll come after you because he loves you so much. So if that's you here this morning, I would love you to pop up your hand and say, I just want to have Jesus in my life. If there's anyone here, say, Jesus, I need you. We'd love you to pop up your hand and we would love to pray with you after the service. Or if there's anyone here while we're um, singing the closing song, if they would love to have prayer for anything in their life they're just feeling troubled about or concerned about, or you feel like you've been going through a storm in life, well, we would love to pray with you and agree for peace and breakthrough as we focus on Jesus. Thank you, church. Let's stand and praise our Heavenly Father. And see some chains broken, eh? Thank you, Lord.